1: What's the highest number of people you think were killed by the injections? The COVID shots. Epic Times has written about a study, not yet peer-reviewed, that looked at causally linked deaths to the injections. And they came up with a pretty big number. I'll tell you what that is and what's in the study, how it was done. We're doing that in honor of the fact that some of the inventors of this injection process somehow robert malone not among them and you can read into that what you will have been honored with the nobel prize here's what they were saying about their injections just as they were launching how so how can we be
2: sure that this vaccine will not cause long-term negative impact
1: in humans? Like That's one of our big questions that we hear a lot.
2: So I mean, the, the first is to understand what the vaccine is. The, the mRNA in the vaccine is identical to the RNA in your cells. So the, the RNA in your cells isn't causing long-term adverse events. So the RNA in the vaccine won't either. the the rna is degraded probably within a week it's completely gone
1: okay so that was a lie Uh, look they're either fools and i don't think fools can invent something like this or they're liars because it's not mrna it's modified rna thomas Benz, a lawyer has proven this uh, time and again it's significant Secondly, it's not just the mRNA, the modified RNA. It's the fact that these injections cause people's bodies to produce a poison. The cytotoxic spike protein is a poison. And so it caused mass confusion in the body, the immune system, etc. They knew about what the most pronounced and easy to find, or rather easy to find out about, adverse events would be. This was during... The presentation of the Nobel Prize to these guys. It was a journalist from China who asked about long term effects and safety.
3: Sure. The adverse effects that's been noted is mostly mild myocarditis or perimyocarditis, mainly affecting young males, but that normally resolves without any term effect.
1: There's no such thing as an effect-free bout with myocarditis. It destroys heart cells. They never grow back. To match this, these series of lies, with the psychosis that has hit the expert class, uh, Chris Bragg, my favorite substack writer, correctly says these people are psychotic. They have lost touch with reality listen to this man in his goals for what he wants doctors to do to him
0: the first trans woman to have a successful uterus transplant ovaries and eggs included and i want to be the first trans woman to have an abortion
1: that man wants women's reproductive organs stitched into his body so he can get pregnant And kill a baby. You think he'll have any problem finding a so-called doctor to do that for him? I don't. We're just now a day away from our event in Seattle. It's going to be, well, I don't say words like epic. It's going to be great to gather with you to talk about how God wins, even in the far left coast. I have no idea if there's tickets left because I've had to record this one in advance, You can find out at thetoddhermanshow.com slash events. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. We talked in the first hour about the... um, See, there I am doing the radio thing again. We talked in the first episode today about the attacks on Israel and how that put me in mind of Eagle Pass, Texas. Well, yeah, because of the open borders. And the fact that anyone can traipse across. And there's certainly going to be terrorists who have traipsed across. Why wouldn't they? There is a connection and a straight through line as relates to the COVID shots and the sound of that guy played. Uh, You'll hear his whole statement. It is the most disgusting statement. And why would I even play that? because I want people to know the degree to which the, the world of medicine has been captured. It starts with COVID because it's killing so many more people, but it certainly doesn't end with COVID. In fact, it just this, just the very tip of it. So researchers have studied a causal link between the COVID injections, and all-cause mortality. And let's start with a very basic question. Why all-cause mortality? Because it's not debatable that the people are dead. It's a very simple way to do research. How many people were expected to die versus how many people did die? Then examine which countries had mass injection regimes and which ones did not. It doesn't require autopsies, though those have been done. We've talked about the autopsies that show how many people have been dying from these injections, the cause of deaths, cancers and heart attacks and myocarditis and strokes. But it doesn't require that. And because it can gain, be done with a huge sample size. This particular study was done with over 9% of the world's population, over 10% of the injected people. So it's a massive amount of people they've studied. And there's been no other mass event, no other change in human biology that's occurred that one could attribute to this form of surprising levels of death, except for the injections. It's the only mass biological change, societal change. What will always be utterly, utterly stupefying to me and anger inducing, and I want to say breathtaking. Because it is, is the silence. Even Rand Paul, who has written a book about Tony Fauci and the Wuhan flu, and it's, I I don't know if it's ghostwritten or not, it's getting great reviews because he goes into vivid detail about the fact that Tony Fauci paid to create COVID using your money. It's the Defense Department. It's the Pentagon. It's biological warfare. That's what this was. Rand Paul proves it with this book. He proves it with reams and reams and reams of footnotes and source documents. He proves that Tony Fauci covered this up. But even Rand Paul will not go to the level of talking about all-cause mortality. Senator Ron Johnson is the only one who will really go there. The Surgeon General of Florida has touched on it. So let's dig into this study and the numbers of people that were apparently killed by these injections and some notes on how they were killed. And then you got to hear this, um, this exchange between this journalist from China and the two guys who were given the uh, Nobel Prize. Uh, For what? Physiology? In this degree of absolute corruption, there leaks absolute or there lurks absolute profit. Now think of this. Think of this. As the CEOs of Pfizer and Moderna have been allowed to profit from these injections, um, both of them becoming billionaires, we're not allowed to sue them in this country, we're told. We're not allowed to do that because they were given a waiver, we're told. And that exists. But do you know something we've learned? This is is unquestionable now. In fact, later this week, we're going to go into detail about whether or not there was even a drug trial. In fact, we'll do it today. We'll do it, we'll do it in this show. Was there even a trial of what they're injecting people with? Uh, the answer is no. We've known this colloquially because there's been no, no one injected with the actual drug that was actually given the emergency use authorization. No one in America has been injected with it. You're going to hear from a researcher who says, well, that's because they never once tested it they changed the formulation. After they got their waiver, they changed the formulation. So now think of this. Your investment portfolio may well contain Pfizer. It may well contain Moderna. And massive profit increases by forcing people to take these injections. What happens if if we're finally able to sue these, these companies as they're being sued in other countries? What happens if God actually allows the process to go through and we can show that they lied about the very nature of these injections. What happens to those stocks? What happens when the world realizes, as the figurehead has realized, that we need a wall, that they also realize we need oil? What happens then to the investments in companies that are selling pure ether and sugar water and cocaine-like high stocks that aren't related to any value? How much of your portfolio is hooked up with that? Do you know, because there's a lot of investors and a lot of people handling money for folks who are putting people all into that. Why? Because it feels good. It's great to call a client and go, "Hey, we're up, we're up, we're up, we're up, we're up." But nothing crashes harder than a sugar high, particularly a sugar high in economy. Zach Abraham at Bullard Capital Management is different. They actively manage every portfolio, looking for upside, but wanting to avoid those sugar high crashes. Zach will not, will not do anything that's not focused upon risk management. And this is the time for that. Actively managing every portfolio can reduce risk and volatility. And if you want to get a detailed look at this, because maybe this is something you can do in your own, get a copy, a free copy of Bulwark Capital Management's Common Sense Investing Guide that shows you how you can protect your portfolio against loss, but still grow assets. You can read it, examine it, think about it, pray about it. Maybe it's something you want to do on your own. Me, I use Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management to do that. Call 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to KnowYourRiskRadio.com to get their free common sense investing guide. 866-779-RISK or KnowYourRiskRadio.com. Investment Advisory Services Office Trek Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. The report goes through the number of people they say were killed in this. It's a 180-page report. They looked at mass injection countries side-by-side side with non-mass injection countries from the Epic Times write-up of this report. New scientific report challenges the idea that COVID-19, quote, vaccines have prevented death and researchers assessed all-cause mortality in 17 countries, found that the COVID-19, quote, vaccines did not have any beneficial effect On reducing mortality, instead, researchers found that unprecedented peaks in high all cause mortality in each country, especially among the elderly population where these alleged vaccines were deployed, coincided with the rollout of the third and the fourth booster doses. It led to 17 million deaths. That's the number. 17 million deaths. It's a group called Correlation Research in the Public Interest. Again, it's not yet peer-reviewed. I don't know what would need to be reviewed. It's a side-by-side analysis of mass of deaths in mass injection countries and non-mass injection. The quantified so-called vaccine dose fatality rate for all ages, which is the ratio of inferred vaccine-induced deaths to so-called vaccine doses delivered in a given population. So after they analyzed the mortality data, They calculated a mean all-age fatal toxicity by injection of one death per 800 injections across all ages in all countries. That's how they arrived at the 17 million people mark. They found the overall risk of death induced by the COVID-19 so-called vaccines is 1,000 times greater than previously reported in data from clinical trials, adverse event monitoring, and cause of death statistics obtained from death certificates. Because they're looking at the mass number, moving away from the Epic Times report. They're looking at the mass number. They're doing a very simple analysis. Were people injected or not? Tracking it back to when were they injected? How many injections did they have? It's the third and the fourth that are most deadly. As makes sense. The more spike proteins your body is producing, the more confused your immune system becomes, the more likely you are to get cancer because the spike protein itself causes myocarditis and pericarditis. It causes blood clots in everybody. Minor, tiny little blood clots in most people, major blood clots in other people because it clogs the arteries with these fibrous clots of all too many people, which has been proven from funeral funeral director after funeral director, actually pulling the clots out of people's veins and arteries. The fibrous material that has never been seen before. They've never seen this before. Back to the Epic Times. All cause mortality is the death rate from all causes of death for a specific population in a specific period of time. This is the most reliable data for detecting epidemiologically characterizing events driving death and for measuring population level impact of any surge or collapse in deaths from any cause. This is a scientist not connected to the research. Quoted here by the Epic Times. Her name is Stephanie Sineff senior research scientist at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. She spoke to the Epic Times. All-cause mortality is a good feature to use in statistical medical analysis since there is no ambiguity in whether someone has died or not. It's highly disturbing that these authors have found a consistent trend among 17 countries showing a significant increase in all-cause mortality coinciding with extensive COVID so-called vaccine rollout. Their estimate of one death for every 800 injections is globally alarming. She said her investigations into potential mechanisms of these so-called vaccine injuries have led her to believe it's plausible that these injections are, quote, extremely toxic. And should not have been approved by regulatory agencies. Well, welcome to reality. The researchers conducted an analysis of all-cause mortality using data from the World Mortality Dataset for 17 Equatorial and Southern Hemisphere countries, including Argentina, Australia, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Colombia, Ecuador, Malaysia, New Zealand, Paraguay, Peru, Philippines, Singapore, South Africa, Suriname, Thailand, and Uruguay. The Equatorial countries have no summer and winter seasons, so there's no serial, uh, seasonal variations in their all-cause mortality patterns. It's not seasonal flu, it's not lack of heat, it's not freezing to death, it's not then in other words a mass weather event. These countries comprise 9.1% of the global population and 10.3% of worldwide COVID injections. With a so-called vaccination rate of 1.91 injections per persons of all ages, including nearly every COVID-19 so-called vaccine product and manufacturer across four continents. These are the bullet points again. Nine of the 17 countries had no detectable excess deaths following the World Health Organization's March 11, 2020 declaration of the pandemic until the beginning of the COVID injection campaign. No increase in deaths from the COVID flu. Unprecedented peaks in all-cause mortality were observed in January and February of 2022 during the summer season of the southern hemisphere countries coinciding with or following the rollout of boosters in 15 of the 17 countries studied. Cause mortality during the so called vaccination period beginning in January 2021 was 1.74 million deaths or one death per 100 per 800 injections in the 17 countries studied. The it was worse for older people, it reached almost five percent among those eight 90 years and older who received a fourth injection dose. Now, of course. People at the age of 90 are going to have comorbidities, comor- comorbidities and be likely to die anyway. They're that old. The fact of the matter is, though, that with each booster, each subsequent injection of this garbage, people died. More people died. The more injections, the more death. This would not be the first time that people have been killed in mass form by people who want the population reduced. It wouldn't be the first time in history by any stretch of the imagination. So the Nobel Prize. Let's listen together to the presentation. Not the presentation, but the questioning around the Nobel Prize. Let's listen together as a journalist from China asks a question. Let's listen to what these so-called scientists say. I mean, I guess they are scientists so-called vaccinologists say in response to a question. By the way, why is it a question coming from a reporter from China? I mean, after all, China didn't use any of this garbage. Remember that China didn't use the mRNA. Now, why is that? I think it it comes from the fact that China knew exactly what this stuff was, because I think they helped design it personally we are people who prepare right we see what's coming and it's wisdom to prepare god tells us that the wise see a storm coming and the wise prepare we build our houses on solid rock foundation make sure that you in your home have built on a solid foundation of being able to handle the worst that comes your way Get to 4patriots.com slash Todd. Check out what they've done with the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. This now has 12 AC outlets, two USB 2 connections, which charge devices twice as fast. It has two times the peak power of the other solar generators. And it's still a bug out kit dream. You can pick this thing up and take it with you in a you know maybe a minute's notice. Not even that, 30 seconds. But here's what they've done now. 4patriots.com/todd will give you the solar panels for free so you can run medical devices, refrigerators, freezers, etc. in your home, your computers, and if God forbid you have to bug out, you take it with you. Even if it's just because there's a flood or something like that, you'll want power with you. Go to 4patriots.com/todd. Remember, you get free shipping on orders over 97 bucks plus you get peace of mind and the ability to help a neighbor because we all want to be able to do that. 4patriots.com/todd. So Chinese, I don't like to say it that way because it sounds like I'm, uh, I'm ref- referring to her so-called race. A reporter from China asked a question of these guys who are getting their Nobel Prize for, of course, uh, well, inventing the process by which this modified RNA is apparently able to write itself into, reverse transcribe itself into our DNA. But of course, that that, that can't happen.
3: Yes, Um of course, you know, mRNA vaccines have only been given for a certain amount of time, which begs your question. Having said that, of course, the mRNA vaccine that is given is very transient, and the fact that 13 billion people have gotten the virus, <laughs> vaccine virus, and... Uh, no difference, really. I mean, the, and the amount of side effects... Injection is more deadly. ...is extremely limited. So uh, I don't think it's a, it's a major concern. Anyone else want to add uh, to that, or...? That's fine, I guess. I think that's. Well, that... well, it can't be integrated into the nucleus, into sure. the mm-hmm. DNA, and that's, uh, you know, a safety precaution. Mm-hmm. The uh, adverse ve- effects that's been noted is mostly a mild um, myocarditis or perimyocarditis, mainly affecting young males, but that n- normally resolves without any. Uh, Long-term
1: effect. Do we need to take these one by one? It's transient, Liar. By its very nature, it's not transient. It hijacks your body's genes. They produce the spike protein, 45 trillion at a time. That's not transient. An in vitro study in Japan showed, no, you're lying. This does reverse transcribe itself into people's DNA human dna has been found in the injections itself human dna the adverse events are minor uh, did you ju- did we just go through this one death per 800 injections Th- those are not minor myocarditis doesn't just resolve itself it destroys heart tissue The sudden deaths, people dying suddenly at these young ages, these ridiculously young ages, that's not resolving itself. The silent version, the asymptomatic version of myocarditis lurks. Until some major heart event, such as sometimes a 15 year old kid waking up or an exciting moment in sports or a pilot during a particularly stressful landing or takeoff, or doctors and nurses dying in record numbers in Canada, Ontario, and and Toronto, specifically seeing a whole number of doctors and nurses dropping dead. That's not transient. It's not small. It's not a small number of people. It's not a small number of events. And it was unnecessary. Because, of course, this did nothing to stop the disease. It couldn't. It never was designed to. It, in fact, is the disease. The spike protein is the most harmful portion of COVID, and this garbage forces bodies to produce it. And this is uncritically accepted. This statement, this honor is uncritically accepted by the people in media in the United States of America. Absolute capture of the medical system. So the question is, was this stuff ever even really studied? Was there ever even really a trial of this? Because it appears there wasn't. In a discussion about this, Dr. Drew talked to Joshua a PhD senior lecturer at Hebrew University. And he discusses whether these things were ever really studied. Basically
2: what happened is that the Pfizer trial, the 44,000 participant trial, um, they used one manufacturing process to make the vaccines that were used in that trial. Okay. And that manufacturing process was a relatively clean manufacturing process you might call it a bespoke manufacturing process but it's very expensive and small batch you can sort of only make small batches so they needed to come up with another manufacturing process to roll out the vaccines you know to billions of people around the world so the first batches for the trial we call them clinical batches or what Pfizer called them process 1 okay process 2 batches Use E. coli bacteria essentially as a medium for growing um, the mRNA, okay? Just to make it very simple, okay? And that was the product that was sold and injected into billions of arms around the world. One of the key issues here, maybe the key issue, is that when we're talking about biological medical products, biologics, okay? The process is the product. You can't change the process, definitely not in as a dramatic uh, um, fashion as they change their production process and then not run a clinical trial on that new product. It's a totally different product. And you can't just assume that everything's gonna be the same. They advertised one product, right? On the basis of this amazing trial that, you know, you, you know was on 44,000 people, that's the bait. And then they switched it with a totally different product that had a very different safety profile by the way regulators were concerned when they studied the the, when they when pfizer was showing them the comparisons the laboratory comparisons between these two two different products they found that the um integrity of the mrna was much lower in this other newer production method
1: so What you have in your arm, if you were injected, you were forced to get injected, you did not understand the risks and most people didn't, it's not what you were told was going to be there. How is it then that we can't sue these guys for the bait and switch? The emergency youth authorization allowed them to do this. How is it that we can't sue them for not providing informed consent because no one had informed consent? Doctors who were conned and blackmailed into pushing this didn't even have informed consent. They themselves did not know any of this. But yes, the Nobel Prize. Now, why isn't Robert Malone part of this? That's a fantastic question. Of course, he's been erased because he's now a dissident. He now talks about the damage these injections have done. Is that why? Why? Is it Malone's closeness to the Department of Defense? Because Malone had a lot of contact with the Department of Defense. Ask him. He's an expert on it. I don't want to get into, and I will not get into, the Dr. Robert Malone versus Paul Alexander versus Peter Bregan, who I consider to be a great hero, Bregan, for what he's done, for fighting against the madness of the ice pick lobotomy, for fighting pharma, for beating pharma. I'm not going to get into the middle of it because I would rather just focus on who we know did the evil and that's Fauci and he rolled Trump. And we know about the, the criminals at these non-governmental organizations who bet on these patents. We also know that it doesn't even get close to ending there. The capture of our medical system can't be more clearly stated than in what you're about to hear in the next couple of fact statements, such as an update that you probably haven't heard about Remdesivir, such as, what's happened to the Cato Institute? Remember when they used to be libertarians? And there's good news. There truly is good news that there are people in the medical world who are in fact being awakened to what has happened to their professions and their careers And God bless them for being willing to stand up. Absolutely vital that more people stand up and do what's right to create products that are absolutely meant to help with no real downsides. There's a couple ways to view this as I look at it. There's ways that you can rely fully, completely, always on whole food approaches to health. And if you can do it, God bless you. If you have access to organic meats, organically, <laughs> organically harvested meats and grown meats and, and, and fishes, and you have access to organically grown, properly farmed vegetables, and you have the time in the way that we live to eat with complete whole foods, and the time to get genuine exercise, that is maybe just through work, not in the gym, that's one way to do it. Now, that is Pollyanna. I don't know anybody who can do it that way, not given modern society. So some of us supplement and depending on what we do and how we live, some of us supplement more than others. For me, the key areas of supplementation are the following. One, to get help sleeping, because that has been an issue for me and it is absolutely vital for me, my mental health. You can't do a show like this without sleep. You can't do two national radio shows and and sleepwalk through them. It can't be done. And, and, a, and a daily podcast can't be done. The other is digestion and digestive function, making sure that I get proper nutrient absorption so that I'm getting absolute my money's worth out of the mostly whole foods I do eat. Then there is maintaining proper gut health and an immune function. Those are the three areas on which I focus the most. And to do that, I partner with Bioptimizers. The number one product's I recommend from them is Magnesium Breakthrough. It will give you restful sleep, restorative sleep, help you recover at a cellular level, relax at a cellular level. It helps to control and regulate stress hormones like cortisol. That is, to me, if something's a no-brainer, it's Magnesium Breakthrough. I take Mass Seams. This is a very potent enzyme that helps break down foods, make sure I get uh, potent and proper nutrient absorption. And at night, I take P3OM. This is a prebiotic and probiotic. Results in healthy gut function and immune function. I feel lighter. I feel like my water gets into my system better. I awake more alert. Start, in my judgment, with magnesium breakthrough and nourish your body with the most relaxing sleep you've ever had with magnesium breakthrough. Visit bioptimizers.com slash Todd. Enter code Todd for 10% off any order. And special offers only available at com slash Todd Code Todd to save 10%. Here's the spelling it's B I O P T I M I Z E R S.com slash Todd, com slash Todd Code Todd. Oh, by the way, the Cato Institute, I mentioned them. They used to be libertarian. They're not anymore. I mean, they're not even hiding this. I remember going into the Cato Institute and saying, you know what? I don't agree with you guys on anything, but my goodness, the great thinking you've put out there. They're the people who push reason.com. And that's still mostly a solid place, except they're all over drug legalization, which is proven to be absolutely deleterious to society. This is from the Cato Institute. The COVID vaccines were a triumph of globalization, as they required complex international collaboration in terms of logistics, shipping, storage, and supply chains. A much-deserved Nobel Prize to Catalan and Carrico and Drew Weissman highlights the truth. It required cooperation in logistics, shipping, and storage and supply chains. Do you know what else it required? Force! It required the same boot a fascist government that Cato Institute has pretended to fight against, that did use to fight against. It required coercion and jailing people for speaking out and ruining the careers of doctors for exercising their free speech and killing people. Cato Institute's a dead entity, should never receive any support from anyone who ever values freedom ever again. And there's this, a class action lawsuit has been filed against the manufacturers of Remdesivir. Why? Well, here you go. This isn't, isn't just for the, 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 the disease causing, the death causing agent. Over alleged deceptive practices, Gilead is accused of downplaying or admitting altogether the clinical dangers experienced by patients from from remdesivir use. They've also renamed the drug. Gilead has employed a new name for this drug. Dropped from a trial for Ebola. If something's too deadly for an Ebola trial, is it too deadly for the flu trial? It absolutely is. We'll get to the good news because there is some. But in terms of medical capture, it does not become more profoundly disturbing than this. Last year, I was on um, James Golden's radio show in in New York. Great radio show he does on WABC. And we did a discussion about the so-called transgender lie. And in that discussion, he and I touched upon the future. Now I, I they shut this conversation. I'm not saying James did. James wouldn't do that. But I think his, I think his production team um, shut it down because I mentioned what's happening in China. In China, they're researching putting pig wombs in men, and then growing human babies in a pig womb, artificially inseminated into a man's body from which the baby supposedly draws its life-giving nutrients. That's, th- that's going on in Chinese labs. Why would they do this? For money. And because they're a spiritually captured organization. The Chinese Communist Party serves Satan. They don't know it, but they do. They may know it. I don't think they do. To vandalize God's design this way, to lie at this level, not that these people are any better the people we've just talked about, to lie at this level. When you face the judgment of of the Lord and he says, hey, you know those 17 million people you killed? Can we talk about that? (laughs) And you could be in front of the Lord and say, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, but you're gonna, you're gonna. So so take a knee. And I mentioned this and it's always shut the interview down. Hey, we've got to talk later. I'm not blaming James. I love James, and I will always love James. Dear, dear man. I think it just made the WBC people nervous. You can't say that. Listen to this man's dream of what he wants to do with medical science.
0: The first trans woman to have a successful uterus transplant, ovaries and eggs included. And I want to be the first trans woman to have an abortion. I will let a doctor who has successfully transplanted a uterine complex before cut the organs out of a willing, healthy, transmasculine donor, place them in my body. I will devote myself, heart and soul, to their aftercare. I will have as much gay sex as it takes, with as many trans women as it takes, and let The transphobes and homophobes scratch their heads, wondering what to make of it. And I want to be the first trans woman to have an abortion.
1: He's not mentally ill. That's not a mental illness. No, that's what they would tell you. Just expressing is gender identity. It's a natural outcome of men or women. He is, in my judgment, in my judgment, sadly, absolutely possessed of a demon. Do you disagree? And so-called transphobes scratching their head. I'm not scratching my head. I've learned to decode your lies. You're talking about taking the reproductive organs out of a woman who is probably also spiritually captured, definitely mentally ill, who wants her reproductive organs removed. You want them put into your body as a man. Once they're in your body, you, a man, want to have sexual relations with other men through the wounds in the middle of your, in, 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 in your crotch, the 18-inch wound. I assume that you want those things connected. The organs you've taken from these women and the wounds in your in your body that will never close. And you want to have sex that way with as many men as you possibly can. And then you want to cause life to happen within the organs you have hijacked out of these women. And then you want to kill the baby. For you. For your flesh, for your desire. It doesn't get more fallen. Be fruitful and multiply. It doesn't get more fallen. God created us in his image. Male and female, he made us in his image. Man and woman, it doesn't get more fallen. Those who would cause the little ones to stumble on the way to the Lord Jesus would wish there was a millstone put around their neck and they'd be tossed into the ocean. It doesn't get more fallen. There are doctors who will do this. Why would they not? If you will chemically and surgically mutilate a child, a confused, angry, depressed, anxious, probably riddled with depression, Very likely, if she's a female, sexually abused. Very likely, if he's a boy, addicted to pornography. If you mutilate them, why would you not mutilate him? It doesn't get more fallen. And here's how fact checkers are dealing with this. Vivek Ramaswamy, who at one point made sort of an impact as a presidential candidate, and that's not going to happen. He's not going to be president or a nominee. Ramaswamy said, transgenderism, especially in kids, is a mental disorder. Liberal thinks, liberals think it's humane to deny, inhumane to deny puberty blockers and irreversible amputations to minors. The fact checker said that he gets it wrong. Grace Abels, the so-called LGB, so-called T-issues fact checker, funded by the Gill Foundation at the New York Times, said, Ramaswamy said this before, but the medical community disagrees. She writes, historically, the experience of being transgender carried the term disorder, but experts no longer view it that way and are working to destigmatize the diagnosis while continuing to ensure access to gender-affirming health care. In 2019, the latest edition of the World Health Organization's International Classification of Diseases, the WHO renamed the diagnosis from transsexualism to gender incongruence and moved it from the chapter on mental health disorders to a new section titled Conditions Related to Sexual Health. Similarly, in in 2013, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, or DSM, was revised. The term gender identity disorder was changed to gender dysphoria to clarify that being transgender is not an illness. No, that's not. It's still categorized as a mental illness in that, in that publication. Some advocates argued the diagnosis should be removed from the manual, that that change would jeopardize access to so-called gender-affirming care. Without a diagnostic code, most insurance covers, uh, plans wouldn't cover it. And incarcerated so-called trans people could be denied gender-affirming health care. So this lady's defense... Saying that this is not a mental illness is because the captured medical world, the World Health Organization, funded by Bill Gates and China, with what goal? In the case of China, they want to destroy the West. What's going to destroy a West? Destroy its population. Destroy its ability to reproduce. Make its citizens hate one another. Cause the generation of kids coming up to be drug addicted, angry, uh, racist little sex bots divorced from the reality of their country what does bill gates want he wants kids addicted to pharma so he can force them to buy his he wants to see a massive reduction in world population so this woman's defense of someone who is five foot six saying i'm six foot three is that's not a mental disorder why well because experts say It's the same exact thing. Did I mention there's good news? There truly, truly is good news and some of it is utterly hilarious. Something we must do is make people live in the world they're creating for others. And some men at a tech hiring fair did just that. Just as a team of female swimmers All 10 of them, Roanoke Swim Team College, have stood up and said, we will not swim with a male on our team. And the college is saying, that's okay, we'll have a one-person swim team. But they're standing up. It is so good to see people standing up for what is valuable, and the human body is so, so valuable. I had a um, discussion with uh, the folks at Soda Weight Loss, caught up with them, so thankful for what they've done for my wife, uh, my sister. Uh, Friends of mine who are podcast family members and just wanted to catch up and visit and see how things are. They didn't tell me this, but I've learned. Well, I mean, I learned it now. Said, hey, give me an update. What's going on? (laughs) They're now ranked the number one in the nation in client satisfaction for weight loss. Uh, This doesn't surprise me, but I'm sort of like, guys, you got to tell me this stuff. And they earn this. The way they earn it is because they focus on Making weight loss an event that's not all about hunger or counting calories. Most people don't want to do that. I like counting calories. Other people hate it. You guys are right. I'm wrong. I spend way too much time on it. Or blocks. You know that system? You have a block of protein. uh, Well, What would it be? Five blocks of protein or is it seven blocks of protein and then three blocks? No, four blocks of carbohydrates and then is it one block of fat or two? I can never remember. And then how big is the block? They don't do that. <laughs> they give you a list of foods. Here's what you eat and when. The other thing they do is they provide you the food at no additional cost. And incidentally, during the program, 85% of your food comes from soda weight loss. That's food you don't have to buy at the grocery store. They ship it to you. They show you when to eat it. It's simple. Unlike a lot of other plans, they're not about having you feel hungry. It's not about that. There are people, and I've talked to them, some of them are my loved ones, who've said, I have trouble eating all the food they want me to eat on soda weight loss. It's that way because it's designed to be that way. It's about making your body drop fat, not starving itself. Those two things don't go together. Plus, soda concentrates on you losing fat, not muscle. And their meal plans will tell you how quickly you can expect to drop how much fat And consequently, how much investment this will be, knowing that 85% of this will come through foods they provide you as part of this. You will also get weekly one-on-one coaching and support, accountability meetings with teams of nutritionists and dietitians and, and, and expert coaches. All over the phone, all from the comfort of your home or workplace. That's why they're ranked number one. Congratulations to SOTA Weight Loss at SOTAweightloss.com. Get your journey started now. This is the time to start. S-O-T-A soda SOTA stands for state of the art. Some men decided to go to a tech fair and they decided to go in and perhaps they just wanted jobs. I think they wanted to show the insanity of the gender lies. Listen to the report and listen towards the end. When they get to some women who did not like the men and how they got into this event.
0: Career conference for females in tech was taken over by male attendees. They were there just purely for the career fair. Social media clips filmed at the Grace Hopper, the world's largest gathering of women technologists, show men standing in line to meet with recruiters. This is a space for women in tech. This is one of those few limited resources that isn't for you, it's for us. Some of the male attendees reportedly lied about being non-binary just to get in. But it's interesting that the large majority of the people that actually ended up in the event had name tags with he, him, and have no
2: searchable history of identifying as non-binary.
0: Several tech workers defended the men for trying to capitalize on job opportunities not meant for them, saying that the entire concept was wrong. Let's be honest, there is no need for a conference just for women because if it was the opposite just for men, then it would be sexist. Just because you are a woman doesn't give you the right to talk to a big firm recruiter. Guys work just as hard and they don't get that chance.
1: That is just absolutely stunningly, beautifully beautiful. Beautifully beautiful. Years ago, uh, when this all launched in the separate country of Washington, I, I, I didn't want to suggest this, and I certainly didn't want to do it. But I think if I had, well, if I had suggested it, let's, let's say that on Rush's show, God rest him, let's say on Rush's show, like we suggested reading the pornographic, perverse sex ed into the records, going to the school board meetings, and there's a number of people who took us up on that. Other people thought of themselves. I don't want to take credit for that, and no credit's mine. It's, it's Rush's and God's. I had suggested that men start walking into the female showers. At their gyms. Just just walk in, strip off your clothes, jump in the show, Say, hey, ladies, what up? And it probably would have ended there for some women. But I don't want to fight for the things of heaven using the tools of hell. You can't win. You cannot become holy by doing the unholy. This is fantastic. Also, God bless... One hundred percent of the women on the Roanoke College swim team. The college's and (laughs) the way this is written is so aggravating. The college's female swim team gave a news conference, going uh, uh, calling on the NCAA to protect women's sports from the growing influx of trans women competitors. This is from the New York Post. You're writing gibberish. You're writing nonsense. There is no such thing as a trans woman. It does not exist. When you write an article like this, if you want to be understood, stop lying. They did not hold back about a recent incident involving a transgender woman who joined the swim team this year. No, a man. It changes the entire meaning. That's why the sexual left has invented that gobbledygook word, transgender. So, this man competed as a man last year because he's a man. All of a sudden, he's a woman. Some of their parents were there to support them. I never expected to be blindsided by a teammate from the men's team who now wanted to compete against me and my fellow swimmers and shatter our records, Roanoke swimmer Bailey Gall- Gallagher, 21, said, noting she was initially supportive of the so called trans wimmers, uh, swimmers transition. The NCAA Save Women's Sport event stemmed from a so-called transgender female student at Roanoke who swam last year in the men's team. You just said that. Every single one of these women joined hands, all 10 of them, on stage, and they said no. The group was joined by Riley Gaines, a 12-time NCAA American swimmer, all-American swimmer, who's become outspoken against so-called trans women in sports. Paula Scanlon joined a former UPenn swimmer who said she had nightmares for weeks about sharing a locker room with a so-called trans female swimmer, Leah Thomas. Let's rewrite that for accuracy. She had nightmares about being forced to stand naked in front of a perverted man. That was what she was forced to do. Yeah, you'd have nightmares too. So that they joined together, held hands, all 10 of them. The college's response was this. Well, it looks like we'll have a one-person swim team. Make them do it. Make them do it. Join with other women and swim with women only. Make them do it. Go get corporate sponsors. I bet you Patriot Mobile would step up. I bet you others would step up to sponsor you. I bet you'd end up with a huge gathering. Do it on YouTube. Compete for time for time. Hold a parallel economy event for actual female swimmers. Come right out and say, no one who ever had a penis or testicles is allowed. No one who has them now, no one who ever had them. Come out and speak it clearly. Speak not in lies. The turn will come in my judgment against the COVID criminals. I hope it comes in my lifetime. I hope in my lifetime we get to see actual justice done on earth and know this that already in heaven, justice has been done. It's over. It's been judged. God has judged every motive of everybody involved in all of this. He sees it without flaw. He sees it clearly. He sees it in detail. He isn't the least bit confused about any of this. None of it took him by surprise. And the judgment has already been issued. I do pray that they repent. I do pray that they find themselves accepting the Lord's call if he's calling them. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and please make every effort to praise God for progress on the front against Satan's lie of transgenderism.
3: Why are so few singers protesting Hamas? Five for Fighting's John Andrasik
0: has an answer
2: talk to some managers and folks and, and I have and you know there's certain iconic artists that in other times would be writing these songs. I'm like, where are they? And they said, well, you know, they're scared, they're scared for their families, they're scared that their concerts will be protested. But those are the same arguments people used in nineteen thirty eight.
3: Hear more on the Hollywood and Toto podcast, the right take on entertainment. Find it on iTunes or your favorite audio platform.